Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You better you bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. They'll be back on Thursday. You can watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network directly for free on the Odyssey app, the free Odyssey app. And you can check, check us out on uh, Twitch, YouTube, BetQLnetwork.com. And you could also listen live on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. And uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, you can check us out on Stadium as well. So, Peej, we hit on what the Texans were able to do against the Browns. Yep. How are you feeling right now? We go from nine and a half down to nine. Texans on the road, obviously nine point dogs coming up. Four thirty p.m. kickoff. Uh, total in the game forty four. How are you feeling about your Ravens here? I bet the under in the game already. Total down to forty four. Uh, how are you feeling though about the side here? Yeah, that's my favorite bet. As soon as I saw the total at forty five, I immediately hit the under. This game just feels like 24-13, 24-17 to me. I think the under is the play. This game just has the feels of when the Ravens played at home against Andrew Luck when he was a rookie with the Colts. That game was 24-9. The Ravens played TJ Yates and the Texans in the divisional yeah. round one year. That was a 20-13 game. Like, it just feels like we're getting that same kind of game. Now, what's interesting is Lamar throughout his career in the playoffs has struggled to score points. That has obviously been with Greg Roman as his OC, and he obviously hasn't had the receiving weapons that he has had this year. So that really is what I'm interested in seeing. You know, the Ravens have one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. They scored over 30 points in a bunch of their games, um, and they were humming coming to the playoffs, right? They just scored 56 against Miami. They dropped 33 against San Francisco, scored on like seven straight drives. So their offense was playing really, really good. Um, I, I just I like the under, though, in this game, and a big reason, too. As great as Stroud has been, as great as D'Amico Ryan's Bobby Slowick have been, and, you know, they just dropped 45 on Cleveland, like, it's still a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach going on the road at yeah. the end of the day. You know what I mean? And the Ravens' defense is is going to be healthy. Um, you know, Roquan didn't play against the Steelers. He'll be back. Kyle Hamilton missed the Dolphins game. He should be back. Brandon Stevens should be back. Marlon Humphrey didn't practice today. But I would expect Marlon to play. If he doesn't, I, I still think regardless, Brandon Stevens is going to be on Nico Collins, uh, which is what I would prefer to Marlon. But I do like the uh, the 44. I got to say, Ryan, I'm surprised because this line immediately opened at 8.5, went right up to 9.5. Now it's back down to 9. I am a little surprised by that just because of the teaser, yeah. right? I thought, obviously, you keep it at 9.5, the teaser goes to 3.5, you bring it down to 9, then it's at 3. That's why it went up from 8.5, because of the teasers at 2.5. You knew everybody would be on that. Um, so I do think this goes back up to 9.5. The line feels about right. I mean, I could see the Ravens winning by 11. I could see them winning by 8. I could see them winning by 4, by 7, 14. Yeah. I, I just, I think the under is the play. I, I That, to me, is, that is the play. That was the first bet I made. I mean, when you look at this weekend, the market, like, everything's seems about right except for Tampa Bay to me. You know, Tampa Bay at six and a half is, is, is probably the one play that I like as far as the size. But we'll talk about all these games coming up. I also like the under, even though the Texans against the Browns, uh, that total actually opened at 44, closed at 45. The Texans actually hung 45 themselves against the Browns. 45-14, they win. Bobby Slowick, we were just talking about actually uh, the Seattle Seahawks just uh, requested permission to interview Bobby Slowick for their head coaching opening. I think that'd be a great hire. I would rather have Bobby Slowick coming in than Dan Quinn with that team. Oh, no question. Great stat, too, I want to share with the listeners. This is from Evan Abrams on Twitter. As a favorite of more than a touchdown or higher, so seven and a half or more, over the last three seasons, Lamar Jackson, 1-8 against the spread. Now, he's great straight so up. So, he's due. 
let's hope. <laughs> let's do. Let's hope for That's a nice MVP easy right win. There. Let's hope. But yeah. he's one in eight ATS more than seven and a half. So, I mean, the line feels right. Of all the spreads on the board, I, I really like the other three spreads. This one, I no feel. I like the under. I'm seeing too, like the Texans team totals at 18 and a half right now. Like that under. Baltimore's is at 27 and a half. Like yeah. that under. Like I just, I think it's going to be a low scoring. Yeah. See, like the Browns should have been a bad matchup. And again, maybe at home they would have been a bad matchup for CJ Stroud. But CJ Stroud, absolutely dominant. Torches cover three and zone coverage, but he struggles against man coverage and he struggles when he's under pressure. Yep. But Cleveland wasn't really able to get any pressure in that game. And also it was just, you know, downfield throws. It was chunk plays. Um, I just I don't know that he's going to be able to hit those explosives against Baltimore. I think they're going to be able to get some pressure on C.J. Stroud. Maybe he looks like a rookie in this game. So I'm going to stay away from the side for right now. I actually lean Baltimore, but I do like the under. All right, let's talk a little bit about this other game that we watched on Saturday night where I was on the wrong side. I did end up taking the four and a half with the uh, Dolphins. On the opener, it was Kansas City three and a half. We closed at four and a half. Total opened at 44, undertook some money, closed at 43 and a half. We both like the under, but unfortunately, uh, I was on Miami thinking they're going to be able to run the ball on Kansas City, and uh, instead, they treated Tua like he was Dan Marino. He was 20 for 39 passing, 199 yards, took two sacks. His QB rating was 63.9. Had an interception in the game, a terrible interception in the game. Also threw a touchdown on a lucky throw to Tyreek, which was the only offense they got going in that game. I was on the wrong side. Chiefs were the clear right side. Um, any thoughts on that one? And just the Chiefs moving forward, who right now three-point dogs against Buffalo, but you got to lay minus 125 over a bet MGM. My thoughts are that I don't think Mike McDaniel is a good head coach. Really? I think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think he's a great OC. I just don't think he's as good of a head coach as we make him out. Ryan, they didn't beat a good team this year, except for Dallas. Not only did they So not... they didn't beat a good team this year. Right, exactly. They, they beat yeah. one playoff team. They we don't know one... that they beat a good team. After what I watched, dude. Great call. Yeah. You're right. They we'll beat a playoff a team, not a good team. <laughs> Ryan, think about Miami and what we saw from them this season against really good teams. Um... So when we think Dolphins, we think high-flying attack, right? We think a team that scores a bunch of points. They throw it all over the yard. Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, all this speed. Great. The teams that they played this year that went to the playoffs, mm-hmm. they played the Eagles back early in the season when the Eagles were good. They scored 17 against them. They played the Bills twice this year. They scored 14 and 20 in those two games. They played the Ravens this year, scored 19 in that game. They played Kansas City twice this year, scored 14 and 7 in those games. Like, they are not scoring points against the top teams in the NFL. And last year when they played San Francisco, remember when the Dolphins played the Niners? It was like week eight or nine, and the Dolphins were like a great story, and they went into San Francisco. The Niners obliterated them, and they didn't score much in that game. So I don't know, man. I I think the Dolphins got issues. I, I like Tua, but he can't, beat, he can't beat good teams. He can't score on good teams. And Mike McDaniel, I just... You know, I just don't think he's a good head coach. I think he's a really good play caller. I'm not sure on him as a head coach. Also, you know, defensively, I know they suffered a ton of injuries. Which, yeah, they had no pass them. rushers. None. They had Melvin Ingram. I mean, that's, that's what killed them at the end of the, the year. You know, their defense had a ton of injuries, so it's a shame. I'll be interested to see what they look like next year, but I think the Dolphins' offense is a concern. Great, you can score 70 points against the Broncos when they were a disaster earlier in the year. Great, you can put 40 on the Panthers. You can score a bunch on the Giants and the Jets. Awesome. New England, fantastic. When you go up against the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills, you struggle in those games. So I can't I can't take the Dolphins seriously. 
they got a lot of they got a lot of things to think about with Tua. I mean, it's a good point though because it wasn't even that they were like one and five, one and six, whatever it was against playoff teams. They were like minus ninety one point differential, they so they were score. getting blown out. I mean, yeah. that Baltimore game, and they had everything to play for in that Baltimore game because they could have still had home field advantage in oh, the number yeah. one seed, and they got absolutely blown out. And yeah, you had a bunch of injuries. You lose Phillips. You lose Bradley Chubb. You lose Van Ginkle. But still, man, I mean, the offensive side of the ball was the issue in this game. They couldn't get the run game going even against Kansas City, and that's their weakness. Tua, 25 yards uh, running, unfortunately, rushing. But after that, it was Raheem Mostert had eight carries only for 33 yards. Achan wasn't able to get anything going. Six carries for only nine yards. Yeah. You know, they had an end around with uh, a jet sweep with Jalen Waddle, where he had a uh, carry for nine yards, but they couldn't get anything going on the ground. Tua wasn't very good. I don't think Tua is the guy. I actually am. Mo- I'm more sold that Mike McDaniel is a good head coach, although the play calls were not great against Kansas City. I'm not sold on Tua. That's fair. I mean, that's that's fair. I agree with you. I don't. I don't think Tua is the guy, especially because. Look, I mean, Ryan. Let's face it. For the Dolphins, if they want to get to the Super Bowl in the next decade, right? They're going to have to go through cold weather places. They're going to have to go through Baltimore. They're going to have to go through Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. Houston looks like they're going to be really good with Stroud. That's a dome. But most of these places you're going to have to go are in cold weather. Miami is now one in eighteen straight up since January 2017 in games of 49 degrees or below. Like you're just, it's. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was born in Hawaii, went to school at Alabama, and lives in Miami. You know, like yeah. he doesn't want to play in that stuff. So yeah. I'm with you. Tua, Dolphins have some decisions. What I will say about Tua, which I think was big for him this year, is I mean, do you remember when we were previewing the season over the summer and the narrative around Tua and will he play 11 games this season? Right. Will he play 13? Yeah, played every game this year. Played every game. Yeah. There really wasn't a close call. So I think you got to give him a win for that. But uh, now that he has proven he can go through a season healthy, Ryan, he's got to prove that he can win big games. So Dolphins finish eleven and six on the season, ten and seven against the spread. Chiefs now twelve and six, ten seven and one against the number. Patrick Mahomes didn't have to do a whole lot. I mean, he was pretty solid, twenty three of forty one, had a touchdown, didn't turn the ball over. Rasheed Rice in his first playoff game had eight receptions on twelve targets, one hundred and thirty yards, and had a touchdown. Travis Kelsey caught seven of his ten targets for seventy one yards. If they get if they get that the rest of the way from Kelsey and Rice, and they're able to run the ball. I mean, Pacheco had 24 carries for 89 yards. I won't be shocked if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again. I, so, all right, at three right now, you like them against Buffalo. I love them against Buffalo, love man. Them. It's, it's just like I'm getting points with Patrick Mahomes. I have the Bills' futures, but I'm with you. Like we talked about in that first segment, I just feel like something right now for Buffalo is missing. And with Kansas City, I mean, will you be shocked even this year, a down year where they have 12 wins? It's that defense. You know, and I was worried going against Miami against the run, but now they're fully healthy and Chris Jones becomes a different dude in the playoffs. I mean, he's a solid pass rusher in the regular season, but they're so much better against the run and Spags is a genius. And I actually thought that was a bad matchup going against two in the Dolphins offense just because of how much they blitz. They blitz at the seventh highest rate. Tua was the number one quarterback against the blitz, was getting rid of the ball quickly and it didn't matter. So now going against Josh Allen and the Bills, you think they're going to be able to hold their own? Man, I, I think I think they'll be able to. I really, I'm with you. I love KC plus three. There, this isn't getting a three and a half, so you just got to lay the juice and take three. This will probably go back down at two and a half. I yeah. think that's where the game's going to close. Yeah. I really like Kansas City, though. I think they win the game outright at plus 120. Ryan, you know there are going to be so many money line parlays this week with Baltimore, San Francisco, Detroit, and Buffalo, right? Everybody's going to load up on the favorites, take them on the money line. And I think the Chiefs are going to win. They're going to win the final game of uh, of the weekend. So I'm with you. The defense is playing great. I just think, too, like the Chiefs are going to embrace 
the fact that they're going on the road, right? Like everybody's talking right. about Mahomes going on the road for the first time, playing a playoff game. I think they're gonna they're gonna relish that opportunity. So it's gonna be an awesome game. Every time these two teams get together, it always is. I want to ask you about the total though when we get back because it's a forty six. You know those two quarterbacks. You would think over, but those two teams tend to play a lot of under games. Yeah, total 46. We'll talk about that. We also got to recap that uh, Green Bay-Dallas game where the Packers beat up on the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, most likely, I'm going to say, done in Dallas. Jerry Jones didn't look very happy. We'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens. Green Bay, a 10-point dog. Actually down 9.5 against San Francisco coming up this weekend. Hour number two, Nick and Ken with the day off. Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser filling in. It's You Better You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.